This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. For the third time in five years, UNC Greensboro, regular season champs in the Southern Conference. And we're now being joined by the head Spartan. It's Wes Miller, kind enough to join us here. It was cool to see this weekend you and your group cutting down nets in Johnson City. Given the type of year it's been, Wes, was it more satisfying cutting down nets or the same feeling as the other two? You know, again, since we're still going, Josh, I don't know if I've done a lot of reflecting (laughs) Um, just because, you know, we're, we're just kind of focused on the conference tournament and getting better in practice today. But if I had to just take a step back for half a second, I'd say it's as rewarding as anything you know we've achieved here uh, because of the sacrifices all the guys have made, you know some of the the challenges this year's presented, and to see those guys have a moment of pure joy and you know have a chance to you know relish what they've accomplished. Um, that was that was really neat for me as a coach. I don't want to compare it to other to everything special. Sure. Uh, when you have a chance to cut down next or hang banners, but it was extra special in its own way this year for sure. I, I don't want to spend too time uh, too much time being reflective either. But I remember right before the season started, you and I were chatting, and we were talking about some of the things those in the coaching community were saying, texting behind the scenes, saying if we can get to nineteen, maybe twenty games we'd be happy considering how much uncertainty there was. The NCAA allows for 27 regular season games. You got the 26. If I told you at that point, UNC Greensboro is playing 26 basketball games back in November, what would you have told me? I'd say, number one, that that's success. You know, we, we talked a lot, uh, Kim Record, my athletic director, and I talked a lot going into this that we have to kind of view success differently this year than we have in the past, and it's if these, if these young men are going to make all these sacrifices, and we didn't necessarily understand what those sacrifices were, but we thought we could guess they, it was going to be a tough year, we have to reward them by letting them get out there and play. And that we were going to do everything we could to try to make as many games happen as humanly possible, that we weren't going to worry about competitive advantage or disadvantage. So I, I think I would have said then that that would be successful. Now, somebody that's really competitive wants to win, you know, win more than I lose and that type of thing, um, so I'm, I'm glad to say that we have a winning record, but one of the things I'm most proud of is that we're the only team in our conference that played all 18 of our conference games. And some of that's luck, you know, in, in terms of, uh, not having to pause during the conference schedule and all that. But some of it was, we, we made efforts to do that. And we, and we did some things playing multiple games in short periods of time. We ended up playing a, a back to back at Sanford. So we gave up a home game to get an extra game in to play two games on the road. So I'm really proud that we played all those games. Again, some of it's luck and fortune, but some of it was some effort on our part as well, and that, that is something I'm proud of. Yeah, 26 – I like the the perspective. 26 games, that is that is successful. But uh, it feels a lot different, 18-8 and eight versus 8-18, eight and 18, I'd imagine. Wes Miller with us here, UNCG coach. Let's push things ahead. So you got the SOCON tournament. Let's assume for now – I know you got the games ahead, but let's say, hypothetically, you guys win three games in Asheville and you're looking ahead to the tournament. I'm reading this long story that Dana O'Neill wrote outlining all the logistical hoops 
that the NCAA is trying to get filled out and to jump through in order to make things safe in Indianapolis. Logistically, do you have some idea of what what happens if you guys win the SoCon? What happens that next week between you guys uh, winning in Asheville and then traveling to Indy? All right, you are so far ahead of me, Josh, and I promise I'm not being rude. But, <laughs> man, we play Saturday in Asheville, and there's no guarantee we get to stay around for Sunday. Well, let me ask and, you this then. Who's uh, the poor soul that has to worry about that stuff? The, 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 that's, I got such a great staff. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's been even different this year. I, you know, I was driving myself mad worrying about all this stuff that I had no control over in the non-conference play going back into November, December. And I made a commit, commitment to myself after Christmas that I was going to just focus on coaching my team every day and controlling the things I could control. And our athletic director, Kim Record, has been amazing this year because she's handled all those logistics, you know, along with some guys on my staff. And so I hope we get to stay around Sunday in Asheville after our game Saturday. I hope we get to stay around and play again Monday. And if we're lucky enough, to be cutting down nets and, and that type of thing on Monday night. I'll wait for somebody to tell me what we do next, but my focus right now is on winning one game up in Asheville. Take me to that point in December that you were talking about, though. What was the point where you realized, through some level of reflection, I'm worrying too much about the things I can't control? What did that look like? Well, I, I just think, you know, we were spending so much time and energy trying to figure out you know, how to mitigate contact tracing. And, and the, the, like, the first thing is health and safety, right? Like, we got to make sure we're doing our part for the community that we're in. We're doing our part to look after the people that we're responsible for. But then we're trying to make sure that if there is a positive by nature, that we don't have to shut this person and that, you know, it, and you're spending so much energy doing that. You know, I didn't think we were spending enough energy coaching basketball and and spending time with our players and, working on the things that have been really important to us in our program. And fortunately I have a staff that's, that was able to, I was able to delegate some of those responsibilities to, again, my boss, Kim record was, she's been amazing this year and has dropped some duties to really help us in our program. And it's allowed me and our players just to focus on what we're doing. And then I get to follow directions and, Sometimes I'm coachable and sometimes I'm not, but I've been pretty coachable when it comes to the COVID stuff. The head coach of the SoCon champs, uh, Wes Miller, with us here from UNCG. Should we expect to see you in the Coliseum next week? Hopefully with the SoCon championship, cheering on Walker and your Tar Heels? You know, if uh, again, given all these protocols and stuff, if I have a chance to go support my brother, I'll do it. I'm, I hate that I'll miss his senior night on Saturday because we'll be playing in Nashville. That's something that if I had the ability to, would be really important for me to get there. Um, so if I have a chance to go, uh, you know, be there for him and cheer for him, I'm going to do it. And then certainly, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Coach Williams and, and the program there. So if I have a chance to support them, I will as well. But I look forward to having those guys here in Greensboro and spending some safe, safe, social distance time with them if, if it's possible. I started thinking about this over the weekend. You mentioned Coach Williams. He won his 900th game. Fewest amount of seasons, fewest amount of games that any coach in men's D1 history got the 900. That happened on Saturday against Florida State. Sunday, I don't know if you know this, would have been Dean Smith's 90th birthday. 
So I started thinking, you've told us before how much Coach Williams means to you. While you were at Player Carolina, Coach Smith was still around the program. I wonder, did he have any influence on you in your coaching career? Did you get a chance to pick his brain at all? You know, he was around, as you mentioned, and some of my fondest memories. I, I grew up, I was born and raised here in North Carolina. So you got to remember 19, 20 years old, you know, walking around the Smith Center, interacting with Dean Smith here and there. Um, that that was like, I mean, it, you, you just like look back at it. Uh, he was a, a just a monster figure, you know, in this state to a kid. And so to kind of, you know, grow up loving college basketball and knowing a little bit about it, to then be having a conversation with Dean Smith, that was, it's almost indescribable what that felt like, you know, at the time. Um, you know, I, I didn't obviously play for him, and he didn't mentor me every day in a coaching sense, but uh, I think Coach Williams uh, had communicated to Coach Smith that one of the main reasons I went to school there is because I wanted to coach. So he brought that up to me a handful of times. I did have some meaningful conversations with him in passing, and a lot of people don't know this. He had an office that was right off the back door to the locker room. Uh, when I was playing there. And it was a little hole in the wall. It's smaller than the office I'm sitting in right now. So the <laughs> Coach Smith had his name on the building, but had, you know, a, like an, an office the size of a janitor's closet or something like that. And we would walk out the back door of the locker room to go drop off, you know, our our, our sweaty gear after practice. You'd walk by his office, and on a lot of days his door was open. And you know, a number of times I was able to pop my head in there and, and have a conversation with him and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't take for granted then, and there's so many people looking back on it as well. It's really neat. If the coaching thing doesn't work out, do know this, though, Wes, that you could always get on a game or something and be a color analyst because your former college teammate, Tyler Hansborough, who was one of the last <laughs> people I'd expect to be in the analyst chair, he stepped in there and did a nice job. Oh, man, he's uh, – it's he, – you know, I talk to Tyler on a daily basis, um, and – well, there's actually this this app called Marco Polo that about six or seven of us are on. Oh, yeah. where you can send video messages within a group, and we've been on it almost every day since the pandemic started. And it's been so neat to see Tyler, you know, put himself out there publicly, uh, you know, inter interpersonally and publicly because he's always had this this personality. Uh, he's one of the funniest people I know, and he's really intelligent. Um, but he's so guarded and he's an introvert in a lot of ways that people don't get to see it unless you're in his inner circle. And it's so neat to see him finally coming out of his shell a little bit. And for him to, to step on and do a, a broadcast, I mean, that's so far out of a comfort zone for somebody. And then for him to do such a good job, I just think that's really neat. And I wouldn't be surprised if he pursues a career in that when he's done playing. I hope so. Because I've heard from a lot of Carolina guys, oh, there are a lot of Dukies on television. You got, you know, <laughs> Jay, I hear this all the time. I hear, oh, man, clearly they love Car they love Duke more than Carolina. And I always respond, well, who do you want to hire? Who's interested in it? Because Jay Williams is good at it. Jay Billis is good at it. Uh, uh, Carlos Boozer, he's good at it. You know, Tyler Hansbrough, that'd be great. I I I'd be all for him pursuing that. And Wes Miller, too, if he's not on his way to becoming a Hall of Fame basketball coach himself one day. Wes you're the best, man. Appreciate you spending the time with us in the triad today. Congrats on the regular season championship title, and we look forward to watching your group in Asheville this weekend. Hey, thanks so much, Josh. Appreciate your time. No, thank you. That's Wes Miller, kind enough to join us.
Really cool seeing the Spartans cut down nets this weekend. A lot of good perspective from Wes there. Okay. In this week's Bachelor Minute, the women tell all that nobody asked for. Perhaps not even former Deacon Matt James himself. That's next on The Drive.